What's up, everybody? Thank you all for tuning in. Welcome to your newest and most favorite podcast. You already know what day of the week it is. It is Taryn Tuesday, and we're ready to get our minds right and get in touch with ourselves on that level. Let's go. What's up, everyone, and happy Tuesday. Of course, it is my favorite day of the week, and what better way to come off the holiday than tuning in today and getting your dose of love. I hope everyone had a peaceful week and we spent some time with our loved ones and our close family and friends, and we just enjoyed having great company. I know I had a few days off, and I was able to have a clear reset and get myself motivated for December as we enter my favorite holiday. Now let's go ahead and jump right into it and get our blood pump in today with a topic we all need in our lives. But before we do, you already know what it is. Let's turn our palms up to the sky and engage in our vein of love. Everybody deep breath in. And release it out. Let's do that again, but deeper this time. Deep breath in. And release it out slow. Today's topic is discipline. Discipline can be seen as like a negative connotation, but today we want to try to change that perspective and learn that it's so much more. Because discipline is necessary in life. Discipline is actually described as the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior or using punishment to correct disobedience. Now, in order to bring out the best form of you, you have to live in the moment and accept life discipline for what it is that is thrown your way. You have to help yourself first before you can help anybody else. I'll say that again. You have to help yourself first before you can help anybody else. The foundation of life is discipline. Life is all about cause and effect, right? Now, I had a great conversation with my dad and he gave me this quote. If you want to understand the causes that existed in the past, look at the results as they are manifested in the present. And if you want to understand what results will be manifested in the future, look at the causes that exist in the present. Now, of course, there's many different types of discipline, but today we're just going to talk about the three main types of discipline, which are corrective, supportive, and preventive. Let's talk about preventive first. Preventive discipline is actually described as a procedure that rewards one's positive attitude instead of focusing on his or her wrongdoing and punishing him or her for it. So basically, this keeps people engaged, right? There's so much good happening that bad or disobedience isn't even a thought process. Continuous interaction, communication, and basically engaged activity is what helps build discipline from within. The main goal of preventative discipline is to establish expectations or guidelines for behavior from the start to proactively prevent distractions. We want to be able to clearly explain what behaviors are and are not appropriate. Now, 
I hope you guys all remember the three A's, right? Attitude, actions, and atmosphere. By being in control of those three A's, preventative discipline creates a safe atmosphere in which one understands what is coming their way. They are already aware of the consequences coming their direction if they are not focused on being themselves and being better for themselves. Now, I want to share with you guys a personal experience for myself. My self-discipline was founded through karate. Now, in order to live, you need discipline. Everybody needs it. No matter how much we try to run from it, hide from it, and just try to fight it and don't want it because it's that one thing in life that kind of, it, it's, it's a pinch, it's, it's a bother, but it's discipline. We need it. Everybody does. Karate was that start for me. My siblings and I started at a young age, and my, my parents would make sure that we were getting something out of it. From day one, I knew who was in charge. I knew to be sure to bow in and out of class. I knew that I, once I bowed myself in, I was focused. It's almost like I was under construction to becoming a better me, but I wasn't aware of it back then. When I walked into class, there's a creed. The creed is kind of like expectations, right? You say it at the beginning of class and you say it at the end of class. It became a lifestyle. It wasn't just something that we read as a class together before and after. It was really something that we had to abide by. Saying the creed so many times became a normal. You memorized it. You said it so much because it became second nature, right? Without even realizing it, I, I eventually became who I am now. For class, we would line up by belt rank. And black belts would line up in the front and follow suit down all the way to the white belts and to the back row. Basically, that set an example for myself, and it set standards for myself to be motivated and determined to one day be at the front of the room with those black belts and have a black belt tied around my waist. That happened for me. And it gave me reason to be disciplined and find my purpose. My purpose was those five W's. The who, what, when, where, and why. Karate helped me find that. The mirrors in the karate room, the, the dojo, which we called it, it, it gave you that reflection, right? Everybody in that room could see each other. My karate instructor, too, he's like a second dad to me. It helped, it helped him see what was going on in the room. It caused no distractions because he could see it all. <laughs> it taught me that there's no easy way out. You will not cut corners. This is the way to go. Honesty is the only way to go. That's the only way you're going to get results that you want. Cutting corners did not teach you anything, and it got you nowhere. Standing at attention meant your arms were by your side. You didn't move unless instructed to do so. Ready stance meant that you were ready to go. But if your ready stance was not executed correctly in a strong manner, we had to go back and we had to start over again. If not, we went back to ski, which is arms by your side. Ray, which is bow. Ready stance, arms out. And we're ready to go. It had to be done correctly. If it wasn't done correctly, we had to do it again. This is a product of who I am today in my everyday life. While coaching, I know that my athletes, if they can do better, they're going to do better on their own because they know that they can. They know that I'm going to ask them to do it again. And they know that I'm going to ask them to put purpose and meaning behind it, which leads me to the next form of discipline, supportive Supportive discipline provides one with suggestions and options for correcting a behavior before a consequence is necessary. 
It's used for self-control and engaging in oneself. So this form of discipline is usually done in silence and it's referred to as self-discipline because it's usually only that one person aware of what's going on and that one person that needs to know that they need to change. Mostly it's small gestures and they mean enough for that one person to get themselves back on track. The main goal of supportive discipline is to support one's ability to understand by allowing them to fix behavior, but before having to reprimand them for those actions. Personal experience. Like I stated, my athletes, they know if they're not giving their best. They know if they can do better without me even saying anything. If I give them a physical cue, just like a point or something, or even just look at them, it's a red flag and they know that they need to repeat a skill, drill, or whatever it is again, and they know that they need to put purpose and meaning behind it. For some of them, I simply just walk towards them and they pretty much fix themselves up without me having to say anything. That's another cause and effect from karate. My karate instructor, who's like a second dad to me, he would always stop and look at me or whoever was in the class and even my siblings and just let us know that something needed to change. Something needed to be better. We'd be in the middle of doing a form. He would count. He would not move on to that next count and it would let somebody in the room know that they need to fix themselves up. We already knew the standards that were set for us before we walked in that room, in that dojo. When we bowed in, we knew what was expected of ourselves and we couldn't expect anything less. We knew what we were walking into. Majority of the time, myself and my teammates, my siblings, we knew exactly what we needed to fix before he even explained it or he even came towards us to let us know you need to do better. He wouldn't raise his voice at us because he was aware that he gave us the tools that we needed to progress. That is another cause and effect with the coach that I am today in all the right ways. And it helped me evolve into the woman I am that stands before us all today. Warrior. Another example would be my dogs. I worked really, really hard to train them and I built the discipline that they have currently to this day. They both know what's expected from me. I don't really have to say much or little at all. A point of a finger lets them know exactly what I expect and they already know what they should and they shouldn't be doing. They know what's expected from them as I set the bar from day one. I stayed consistent with their training. I keep up with it every single day. They know what the consequences are going to be for certain actions that they're not holding themselves accountable for, which leads me to the last type of discipline, which is corrective discipline. This kind of discipline eliminates the problem from the start. It usually consists of a communication or coaching session to help someone improve their behaviors or performances after other methods haven't really been successful in the past. So for example, verbal and written warnings, those are the kind of things that'll cause somebody to be forced to do better before actions actually become worse for themselves in the end, right? Finding ways of disciplinary action to make a constant change, that is a cause and effect. The main goal of corrective discipline is to learn and evolve from something to be sure that it doesn't continue as a bad habit. While coaching, if my athletes don't do the work required for themselves, they usually have more work coming their way. It's not to make them feel bad. It's not to make them feel any less of themselves or not worthy, but it's to hopefully give them a permanent change and be the solution to their own problem and make them want to work harder for themselves, not me. You are your solution to life, so be it. Positive and negative discipline. Nobody should have to drain themselves to get a result. You're going to end up draining yourself in attempts to teaching others the way of life. 
instead of repeating yourself while also trying to maintain your healthy lifestyle, it's going to cause you to learn the hard way. Part of being disciplined is knowing when to seek help from someone with wisdom. You think you know it, but you don't. It's all part of growing and learning that stage of life. When you're young, you feel like you know it all. You know better than your parents. You know better than your aunt and uncle. You know better than your grandparents and the elders that are in the room, but you don't. Once you start to grow a little bit older, you, you understand that a little bit better. And you know that you needed those people to show you the way. Find your center. Find your foundation of love. By listening, observing, visualizing, and then expressing. You can't want something and not want to put in the work. You have to discipline yourself and keep the faith alive and build trust within you. My dad told me the six keys to life. They consist of drive, desire, dedication, determination, commitment, and sacrifice. I'm going to say that again. The six keys to life are drive, desire, dedication, determination, commitment, and sacrifice. Discipline yourself to be the best version of you. Engage in your vein of love and be better right now. In this moment, here today, turn those palms up to the sky. Deep breath in. And release it out. And again, let's do that deeper and hold it at the top. Deep breath in. And release it out slowly. Be your solution. Check in with yourself, check in with your roots, and find that discipline within you because it is there. Build on it and become better right here, right now, in this moment. Ask yourself the uncomfortable questions instead of trying to give answers you don't know yet. As my dad always says, what legacy will you leave? That all depends on you. With that being said, Happy Terran Tuesday, everyone. And don't forget to follow your newest and most favorite podcasts on social networks at Taryn underscore Tuesday and show some love. <laughs>